Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the topic of today's show is Make Your Wrongs Right. So, brothers and sisters, I'm going to do something differently that I have not done before. I'm going to release this as one podcast for those of you who enjoy listening to the episode all in its entirety, but I'm also going to release it in two parts because I know there's those of you who work or you're busy doing other things, and so for those of you who don't have the time to listen all at once, I found it might be easier for you to digest if I put it into two parts. And so at the end of part one, if that's the way you're listening to this, you'll hear me tell you that that's the conclusion. And then part two will pick up where the continuation would have been when it was done in its entirety. I have with me today a brother many rounds, and he's no stranger to Innocence Redeemed. You guys have heard him before. Um, we're going to be presenting a lot of content today, some of which you've heard uh, talked more in depth before, but we're going to try to sum up other things. He's just going to continue with what we have seen and the developments that have happened since then. As you know, I have him on every two and a half to three months for an update. I realize it's the Christmas season, but I asked many rounds when we were talking on the phone about this. I said, do you want to do this after Christmas or before Christmas? What does your spiritual barometer say? And he uh, said, well, I feel the sooner the better. So I'm pretty much going to give him the floor. And without further ado, welcome to the show, Many Rounds. Great having you back. Well, thank you, Ray. It's good to be here again. So you had some uh, tidbits of information you wanted to share with the listeners as to where you've seen things have been and what your spiritual barometer is uh, saying right now. Do you want to share what's on your mind with listeners? Um, sure, sure. Um, I was just thinking a minute ago, you know, this is such a... Uh, trip for me because I remember wanting to hear this kind of thing years ago when I, I was um, searching, you know, searching out the Lord and searching out the stuff he was showing me a little bit. And I, and I was like, I'd go out to the desert and, uh, you know, sit around a campfire out there just to get away from the city and all that and and, and get some headspace, you know. And, uh, I'd sit out there and I'd try to tune my, dial my radio in. And every once in a while, um, you know, I'd give somebody like, uh, like Art Bell would have uh, Steve Quayle on or um, George Norrie would have like Steve Quayle on or somebody like that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was such a treat to pick up some information finally from somebody, you know, out there that was getting the same thing I was getting. So in that light, I imagine there's, there's folks out there that are like us that that are hungry for what the Lord has to say or what what He's putting out right now. I mean, I'm sure that that a lot of folks are getting the same things we are, you know. And some things are different. Some things are like all all little pieces of a big puzzle, you know. Today, as a matter of fact, I wasn't really thinking about it at all that much, but uh, I was really tired. I I was working on a vehicle and I was suddenly just exhausted right and I, I thought gosh i'll just take a little recharge nap you know a little combat nap so i i uh i crashed out and during this time i was napping i had these i had this like little vision dream thing happen and it was it's been a while since i've had one so what i saw i heard first i heard i heard a word and it had to do with uh i guess you call them the nephilim or the the bad guys and they're coming down from the high places 
and they're coming down with fury. Okay. And it sounded like Isaiah kind of the way it was worded, you know, the exact wording of it was, it was actually kind of beautiful, but um, to the point that was basically what it was. And I, I was with someone and I was showing them on a piece of paper. I was showing them this huge ship. Okay. Like a spacecraft, right? Huge, gigantic ship. And I drew to, to, to draw the relative size of it to, you know, to something to compare to, I drew uh, a little tiny picture of the Starship Enterprise next to it to give it some scale, you know, and uh, this thing was from what I could tell from the scale of the Enterprise, because I know how long that, that ship is. It's about 900 to 1,000 feet long, the original ship. And so I, I gauged it out, and it's this, this other craft was about three miles long. I mean, it was huge, just gigantic, and it was kind of shaped like a, like if you were to, to build a ship in the 40s, you know, like they used to build cars with rounded fenders and rounded hoods and everything was kind of rounded. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it was sort of that kind of look to it, and it, but it was long, it was, it was huge. And it had these different shaped curves of these bulbs, these like, almost like muscles that were along the whole thing of it. And, and with a few fins or something, I, it was hard to tell kind of, but the word I heard though, when I saw this thing was massive, massive, just massive. And, you know, I, I, I half woke up and I was just thinking about it for a minute. And I was like, wow, what was that? You know? And, uh, in that light, I, I know that these guys are coming soon, you know? And, uh, I know their game plan is basically to deceive everyone, you know, and uh, get everybody believing that they are our progenitors or, or they're the ones that planted us here and they're the ones that created us and all this garbage. And the feeling I got, the knowing that I got with this was that this, you know, when you read in the, in the, in the scripture, uh, second Thessalonians there, where it says uh, God will give them over to a strong delusion, right? And uh, they'll believe a lie. Well, when you read that, people read that, and maybe they read it, you know, cavalierly, you know, and and they don't really let it soak in deep. But uh, what the feeling I got was that this deception, this this whole uh, scam that they're going to put over everybody, is going to be so convincing and so well uh, orchestrated that. It's going to convince a lot of people, Christians included, you know, that that these guys and, and they're going to maybe raise some doubts in their minds as to, uh, you know, if they're not really grounded in, in, in God, if they really don't walk with the Lord as like they should, they're putting themselves at great risk of being having been hoodwinked. You know, I mean, when you think about what's happened with these vaccines, right? And how people just willy-nilly went to go get them out of uh, fear that was brought on to them by listening to the garbage every day, you know, and, and, and they went down and did it. And, and so now it's something they can't undo. The only, the only one who can undo that is the Lord himself. If, if they pray and repent, you know, that's their only course of action on that. So, but the point is that they got, they got hoodwinked, you know, they got, they got conned into believing this garbage with this brainwash um, 
just, you know, everything is just, you know, blah, 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 24-7. Good, you know, come down. We got to do it for the good of everybody and all this garbage, you know. And everybody thinks, oh, it's a good thing. It's the right thing to do and all this. Well, if they told you that it's the right thing to do to go walk off a cliff, you know, hey, it's the right thing to do, you know, it's good for the earth and all this garbage. Are you going to believe it? In a, in a way, it's the same thing. It's like these people are bent on killing us all, and that is their goal. I mean, when it says, you know, he's he's here to kill, steal, and destroy, it's it's a serious thing. And, and he's, it's like people, maybe they read that cavalierly as well, and they don't grasp that, look, these guys, at the soonest opportunity, are going to slit your throat, you know? They're going to take you down. They're going to kill you. They're going to take your stuff and throw you in a camp. I mean, and it's going to happen lickety-split. One of these days, you know, in the middle of the night, there'll be a knock at the door with horns blaring and lights flashing and all this stuff. And if you haven't been given a heads up or you, you're not thinking in that way at all, you're in for a heck of a surprise, you know, and it's not going to be a good one. Sort of like what I'm getting is that judgment is here. Now, and at any moment, you know, there'll be some, I don't know if you're getting it, but I, like you, you, uh, you mentioned earlier about how you, you get this feeling like something is about to drop, right? The other shoe or whatever. Well, I'm feeling it on two different levels, actually. I'm feeling like that there are good things coming for those who are walking with the Lord and doing what we're supposed to do, doing his works, abiding in him. And then I feel there's those who are sitting on the fence and not doing what they're supposed to do, or they're somewhat lukewarm and they're having trouble believing where things are, or they're in denial. And so what each person is doing, that's going to depend on where they are. And that's why I presented all the testing um, podcasts and everything that we're going through, because it's getting us ready for what comes. But I believe that's what you, that's, that's what I believe I've been getting, um, but go ahead and yeah, continue. It's just like a knowing. It's just a knowing. You know, the, the Holy Spirit has transferred the knowledge of of this time and its severity to His people that w- that are listening, that are that are seeking Him out and listening and and searching the Word and and searching you know things out. That that whatever's coming is going to be coming pretty quick. Time is up. And we're on borrowed time, you know. If there's anything you need to do right now, like uh, apologize to someone, you know, or forgive someone, or um, make amends with someone, or or just something you you've always wanted to do for the Lord, and and you and you put it off, well, go do it. Um, seek Him out really hard, and go and do it, and. You know, visit a person in prison or go to the local bridge and, and find someone that's living out of a cardboard box and hand them a turkey dinner or something. You know, I mean, all these things, everything we do is recorded. Everything we do is recorded. OK, it's written down. There's angels standing around us all the time just watching what we do good and what we do bad, you know, and, you know, everybody is guilty or ha- it was guilty, you know, until they they asked for forgiveness and, and all, and his blood covered their, what they did and they repented and, and they go the straight path again, you know, they're good. But it's just like, now's the time to make 
It's the yeah, time to shine and let your examples be shown to others. And we're told to do that in the word. We are told yeah. to do that. And there tends to be a lot of, well, no, no one's perfect. And it's like, yes, but we need to stop leaning on that as an excuse. We need to stop using that as a crutch. You, you don't stop occupying the time. You got to keep occupying the time and doing what's right and doing as you would have done unto you. I don't know exactly where many are right now. I feel it's the holiday season and perhaps maybe they're, you know, feeling this could be their last Christmas and it very well could be a last Christmas for all of us, but it, it doesn't matter. We still need to push forward and do what we're supposed to do. And I believe the Lord will be creating opportunities for us still to do that for a time. Yeah. Kind of what I'm getting is, is like, uh, batter up, you know, gosh, he's so awesome to, to give us, plenty of warning about it and, and to, um, you know, give us a heads up about where we are. You know, if we're listening to him, if we're seeking him about it, call that long lost relative or whatever, call that person that you might've done wrong to, or, or that you, uh, you know, you left something undone maybe and seek a Lord about it. But, you know, in some cases it may not be a good idea, but yeah, send them a note even, or a letter. Just say, you know... Um, it's important to note that some cases you can't, or you can't reach the person, but it's about forgiving in your heart, too. But if you can yeah. make the effort, you should. Right. You know, and it, and then, it's like you said, you know, somebody came to the door and said, hey, your mom and your sisters are outside, or whatever. And he said, hey, you know what? Look around you. Right here are my mother and my brother and my sisters. You know, those who are doing the will of God. So, it's like, you know, you don't necessarily have to reach out to actual family or anything. It's like somebody out there is hurting, you know, and the Lord will lead you to that person. And maybe you can uplift them or you, you can just sit there and just be right next to them for a minute or two, you know, of your time. That was the and message you, I was trying to share in the Thanksgiving podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had to had a chance to listen to that. And um, also what you were just saying about the great deception a little bit ago. I talked yeah. about that in the previous podcast I did where I was talking about, will you be offended? Because when this deception presents, so many are going to be swindled by that who weren't paying attention. And I did yeah. bring it in that it could be an alien deception. And it was interesting because I listened to a show that uh, Doug Hagman did where he had Steve Quayle on. And one of the things that Steve said, and I did had not heard this until after I'd recorded that podcast he said that a lot more people now are believing in aliens than they are believing in God. That shows you just where it is for many. Or there's still many believing there's some political solution out there. And we have indicated many, many times that that time is running out and that's not the case. Yeah, uh, it's the, the, uh, the brainwashing has been effective. I mean, these, these people that are running all this, they're highly trained and well versed in the deceptive skill you know that's what they do and they've been going at they've been doing it for well long long time and, and they've handed it down from generation to generation to their people you know and so i mean think about it now they've got the most uh awesome technological tool at their disposal which is you know television radio and the internet Okay, and now they've got those tools to use to disseminate their propaganda and their brainwash on a constant basis. You know, people 
like unwittingly, they, just, they flip their radio on in the morning and they listen to it all day long and they're working or whatever they're doing. But every day they, they hear that ad or they hear this thing over and over and over and over again. And, you know, it's like the, the seeds are being planted. They're, they're planted deep in their subconscious or their brain. And when something comes up that's related to that, well, the opinion has already been formulated in their head. You know, it, well, this is, you know, we have to do this because, uh, you know, um, they're waving that flag. So let's, let's, you know, let's go do our duty or whatever, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, very effective. It's very effective. And, uh, you know, that, that's why in the same vein, that's why the Lord stresses to us to be feeding off him and his word a lot. Every, every chance we get is to, to read his word and, and to be in prayer and like, like I said, I think the last time when I was on, it's like, you know, none of us are probably doing that as much as we could. Okay. We're all guilty of that because we get busy with this or that, or we're trying to make the bills and, you know, uh, bring, bring the bread on the table and stuff. And, and it just gets, uh, you know, well, the attacks have been ramping up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something we need to keep at. We need to be doggedly determined to follow the narrow path and and stick on it and, and do the right thing. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting. And do it now. Do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. You know, whatever you're going to do, do it now because time's up. And whatever's going to happen, happens, okay? The, the ability for everyone to, to communicate or to visit or to do anything like that is going to be uh, very difficult. There's a lot of reasons why, but you're just not going to be able to jump in your car and drive down to uh, Florida, you know what I mean? Or go to see uh, uh, Death Valley, you know, or, or go see uh, the Grand Canyon. I mean, that, or, or visit a relative off in some other state because things are going to change real quick and you're just not going to have that ability anymore. And, and they're going to use their tools to curtail uh, Christians, especially, in being able to conduct any business whatsoever, you know, and they're turning us into the enemy every day. I mean, you, you can see it coming. I mean, it's like this um, snowball out of hell that's coming at us and it's tentacles are reaching throughout everything that are just anti-Christian, anti-Christ, you know, uh, I'm a four, four, four prophecy channel. You know, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he had a, 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 a little um, article there, and it was about the the first rider of the apocalypse, right? It's the white horse, the guy with the crown, and he has a bow, right? And this guy got a revelation from the Lord about the bow, and the Lord told him that the bow is not like a weapon, okay? The bow is a rainbow, I mean, it's used as, it's weaponized, sure. They, they turn it into a weapon. And they turn his promise and his, what he did with the rainbow, and they turned it around into a, a projection of evil, you know, that is encompassing the whole earth. And it's this rainbow coalition. It's this LGBT thing, you know, this, all these um, sodomites that are just rampantly running rapid, rabid, throughout uh, society to change the laws and change this and change that and turn us into the bad people, you know? I mean, the Bible is going to be outlawed, okay? It's going to be banned, and they're going to make it a, 
a capital offense to own one or to say the word Jesus Christ, you know? I mean, it's going to be that bad. People have got to suck it up and smell the coffee and, and realize that, hey, guess what? These dudes are gunning for us. They're gunning for us. That is interesting, many rounds, that you got that revelation because the last podcast I did, I specifically mentioned the persecution. And I played a clip that they were trying to mute out anytime like a news broadcast was done or they were interviewing somebody who was on a sports team. They were muting out anytime somebody would say Jesus or they would cut the transmission. Yeah. Well, and it's the, like poison to them, you know? It's poison to them, you know? That persecution, it started. They're censoring people on, on YouTube. Yeah. And I've told people who are on YouTube, I'm like, you need to join me on my other platforms because YouTube is the worst at censoring right now. Yeah. It's like, it's not people who aren't tuning in. It's like, they're not seeing it. Because I've even done searches and I'll notice certain things don't come up. Like that I've searched where they should come up. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that, that there are some, uh, there's some movies now that are not available anymore. You know, they're hard to get, they're hard to find or whatever. Because if you don't they, already own it on disc, it, yeah, and this yeah. is another thing. They're trying to eliminate physical media because they don't want people to have hard copies of things. Right. I remember right. I jokingly said to my brother a few years ago, I think it was July 4th or something, we were watching The Patriot. You know that movie? I don't know if you ever saw the one with Mel Gibson. Yeah. And we have that, and I said, I, I, said, I hate to say it, but in probably a few years, this movie's going to be outlawed. Yeah, and Braveheart too, probably. And, you know... Whatever movie sheds any any light on the truth, you know? They're trying to rewrite history is what they're doing. That's why they're making all yeah. these remakes, and they're, a lot of them are perverted, or they're being politically correct and woke about it. I mean, yeah. it's it's all worldly, but it just goes to show you where things are headed. Yeah. It's, that was another thing was, you know, the, the, flood, the flood of filth has been gradual up to now, kind of, but it's going to accelerate. Uh, you know, every day that passes, it's it's just you can see how it's they're getting more and more emboldened to project their their thinking and and their that spirit is growing. You know, the way the guy put it in that article was the Lord told him it was the spirit of Sodom. You know, the spirit of Sodom is really the thing that's at work, and they're using it to push their garbage it's like somebody dumping uh you know a load of a garbage truck coming up to your front lawn and dropping the load on your front lawn and driving away and you know if you protest about it well you're the bad guy and and more trucks are coming and they're going to dump more on your lawn and if you say anything bad about them or whatever well you're the bad guy you, you know you, you need to get along you need to just get along and, and, and accept what uh, what we've dictated, you know? It's stunning you're mentioning all this, like I said, because I just talked about all this, and you said you had not even listened to that podcast yet, and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, are you going to stand for the truth when they start persecuting? And you're bringing that out, and that's what the Lord said would happen. He When he gave me a word, it when was it? I think it was June last year. I remember I woke up one morning, and he said, the white horse is riding. And he said, they're coming for my people. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I said, it, it, and it's been, and it seems like it's been slow rolling, but it's been correct. It's been going on. It's just now it's more coming into the forefront. Like now you can see it. I think the other day 
what was it? Biden signed something. He signed some kind of thing about marriage. And it, there's a few things he's done recently. Not surprising in the least. I heard something about that. Um, I don't know, something about marriage, but it's 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 exactly opposite of what the scriptures say is what it is. It's just opposite. You know, it's like that's right. The right to, to you know, and it's like that's you know, uh, well, he, he, he those kind of folks years ago were were bombed with uh, hot rocks, you know, lots of them. And burned right off the face of the earth. So how's that going for them? You know, how's that working out for them? It's, <laughs> that's what they're asking for, and that's what they're going to get. You know, they're, and because the people are letting it go by and letting it be accepted, that are in places of position of power that have could say, you know, this isn't right. No matter how many times you say it, it's not right. Okay. Not that there aren't some people out there doing that, and my hat's off to those people that are, that are saying, no, 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 not here. No, we're not doing that here. And you can go pound sand, you know. But those are far and few between. I, I have not heard of a whole lot of people actually putting up a fight against this onslaught of filth, you know, that is, I mean, the White House, okay? The seat of our government is complicit in this, and our military is becoming more and more uh, infiltrated with these activists that are pushing mm -hmm. in the same kind of crap that are putting our military at, at the national defense of this country is in shambles, okay? Because we have sown the wind and we are going to reap the whirlwind because the guys that are supposed to be standing on the wall, that are supposed to be men, okay, with weapons willing to do violence on our behalf to protect us. Well, they've been emasculated by this agenda that has just flooded the uh, structure of, of the educational portion of our military to the point where they're, they're wasting time and money and resources on training the people in the military to, to go along and get along and be tolerant and all this garbage. How much money do you think the Russians or the Chinese are, are, are spending on that kind of garbage? I don't think they're spending one thin yen or one ruble on any of that crap. They're putting their money in weapons, and they're putting their money in making their people hard and sharpening their teeth. And what was the you title know, of the gentleman who got, well, I don't even know if he considers himself a gentleman, but he got caught stealing women's luggage out of airports, and he's in charge of, like, our nuclear forces or something? I think you know who I'm talking about. Was that what that was about? Okay, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. It's garbage. That he had a, he had like a dog mask on or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw something about that. There was a a colonel, some kind of colonel, in the Marine Corps, and he was putting out on Twitter or some something like that, where him and a bunch of guys that are under him were wearing this uh, sick. Some mystic junk, you know, the masks and all this stuff, dog masks, and you know, they're. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, the Russians are looking at this, and the Chinese are looking at these people, and they're just going, you know, these people don't even know what sex they are. Let's go get them, okay? We're done with them. And and when they come, the people that are doing this kind of stuff, and the people that are pushing this kind of uh, sodomite agenda, okay, are going to be treated severely. 
I mean, because those people, they actually have the moral higher ground. In, the, in this time in history, the people that are not part of the West, the influences of Babylon, you might say, are looking at this and they're just going, these people are out of control. These people are insane. These people need to be, we need to protect ourselves from these people, okay? Because we don't want them infiltrating our society anymore. We're done with their garbage. We're done with their filth. And we're going to eliminate them, okay? I mean, it's like self-preservation for them in a way, the way they're looking at it. It just saddens me, man, because, I, you know, the, the veterans of World War II, they're still living. You know, I, I pray that they don't see this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I pray that they're really old, which they are. You know, I know they're old. But, I mean, I, I pray they're on some little river somewhere fishing, you know. And, and, they, and they're just not into this, uh, into the news cycle at all. And, they, and, you know, because it would just tear their guts out. I, it tears my guts out, you know. I just, uh it makes me ill thinking about it. And that's that's another thing is, you know, you, you, we have to be careful what we expose ourselves to, you know, too. And, and that goes into another thing that I wrote a little note about was kind of backing off a little bit from all this. I had to do stuff. that. That's why I haven't had you on in a while. Because a lot of what's coming out is very perverted. Project Veritas, they just released a, a video about this dean of students or something. I think he was in Chicago or somewhere around there. And I'm not even going to mention what he was doing. People can look it up for themselves. It's not, it's inappropriate. And it gets to a point you have to like you have to turn that off. You can't keep looking at it because it's too much. It's like it's, it's it keeps going on. And at the same time, it's like people might be somewhat offended of what we're already talking about. But you have to shine light on their dirty deeds, you know, because yeah. there's there's many who don't even have time to pay attention to it and have don't even know what's going on. Now, I think most of our listeners do. But it's not exactly pleasant to talk about. I'm sure you would agree, especially if you have children. No, it's not. And I want my, I don't want my, you know, I mean, children. Yeah. It's to protect them. You know, people out there have kids. Okay. And, you know, there's nothing you wouldn't do to protect your child. Okay. And these people are after your children. Okay. These people want to infiltrate their little brains and turn them into little minions for the new world order machine. Okay. Beware of it. Just be really wary of what your kids are looking at and watching and seeing. You have to educate them scripturally, okay, with right and wrong, all right? And, and then in the same vein, you have to be careful what you show them or exp what they're exposed to. And if they see something that is off color, okay, then you have to explain it to them truthfully with tact, but you can't hold back the truth from them. Because at some point, they're going to be exposed to it out there on their own. And if they don't have any educated counseling from their parents about these kind of things and weighing it against the scriptures to show them that, look, this is a behavior that is not something that good people do. Okay, This is not something that God has sanctioned at all. This is something that the, that the devil sanctions. Okay, And the evil ones are behind all this. And so, you know, to touch each subject, you know, but it has to be addressed. Okay. Because our kids are at risk. Okay. Our kids are high on their hit list to turn them into what, you know, whatever their evil little plans are, but you have to be really vigilant about what's going on with that. The level of evil. Okay. 
that we are up against, some people know because they've, they've either had their lives ripped out from under them from that uh, influence or whatever, and so they are aware of it, you know, but a lot of folks, maybe they're not because they haven't been thrashed in their life yet to the point where they actually have been exposed to the lowest low of evil that there is. I mean, you know, the MK Ultra mind control, sex slave, all that, all that garbage, you know, that, that they're probably unaware of, but all that stuff is really going on. It has been going on for a long time. And a lot of the people that are behind it, they see on their TV every day, you know, they, or they see it, they hear them on the radio or they hear them, they see them in movies. I mean, the sick things these people are doing, you know, behind closed doors, it's, it is hard to believe that they're doing it, you know, but, but they are. And so this, this level of evil that we're up against, uh, it, it's as low as it can go. Okay. It, and it's manifesting out into the society to where they've been gradually pushing the acceptance of these acts and this evil so that evil becomes the norm and then good thereby is canceled out and becomes the evil, you know? And so the scripture that says, you know, when they call evil good and good evil, woe unto them, you know, woe. And that's a big W-O-E, woe, you know, because they're calling down the thunder on their heads. They're calling down the thunder, man. It's a very, very loud thunder with fire and flame, and it's eternal. And, uh, yeah, the rainbow folks, you know. Good grief. So beware of it. I'm just saying beware of it, of all that because it's it's coming and, and and we're we're you know on the most wanted list at down at the post office. As they're setting out. up the social credit system and they're yeah, gonna try to yeah. get people. And I want to ask your opinion on something. Say that there was another mandate put in place. How many people, if you had to guess by a percentage, how many do you believe would go along with that? Probably ninety-seven percent. I would say I was talking to a friend this morning and I don't want to, you know, name names here. Um, but they said uh, to me that, Ray, do you think that, you know, most people would put up with that if they were to do the mask mandates again? And I said, maybe 20 percent wouldn't at the most. I said, but most people would go quietly along with it just to keep because they don't want to make waves. Yeah. When the first time it came around, you know, I wouldn't wear one. I just wouldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I just no, I'm not doing this. Here's the thing, you, and here's what I said. I'm like, you got to watch what they do. And see, when this when it all started, the, I'd say the first week or two, I wasn't entirely sure, and I took extra precautions. But I, uh, what I was doing was watching those press conferences every day. And I would notice that they kept changing the story. At first, they were saying, oh, no, masks don't help. You know, they're only for healthcare workers. They don't protect you. Then suddenly it was, okay, well, only the elderly. Then it was okay, now you need to be six feet apart and everyone needs to wear one. Now you need to wear two. Now you need to wear three. And then came the best part of it all. You had to be in your house at 10 o'clock sharp at night because the invisible boogeyman might get you. Doesn't come out any other time. And then when you go to a restaurant, that mask is to stay on at all times until you get to your table and then it can come off in between bites. When you're at the table, you're okay. And it was getting to the utmost ridiculous. And you'd go into a store and watch people touching stuff and touching their phone and then touching stuff. They'd put the hand and touch their phone and then touch the cart and then be touching products, putting them back, using the keypads, going in and out one door, being herded. That was one of the things I noticed, people being herded. I mean, think about it from that perspective. 
you're going in and out one door, crowding people together. Well, if you want them six feet apart, like they were in line six feet apart just minutes ago, why are you going to cram them in and out one door, back and forth? How does that make any sense when there's two or three entrances to a store? And barking orders in the parking lot over the speakers. And I'm like, oh, this is really reminiscent of Nazi Germany, if you ask me. Exactly. I had a cop. He, uh, he was in a store. <clears throat> and he walked up to me and he goes, where's your mask? And I said, I don't have one, man. And he goes, uh, well, you need to have a mask if you want to be in here. And I go, I do. I don't have one. I, I don't. I, I can't wear one. You know, I, I'm not going to wear one because I know. I know. I know it makes you sick because you're breathing. You're breathing your own carbon dioxide back in your body and dirtying your blood. You know, and he said, "Well, it's the law." I said, "It's tyranny, man. This is tyranny." And he goes, "Yeah," and he he realized that I was right. You know, I, I had he escorted me outside the store. And that restriction, by the way, that varied from state to state, county to county. Yeah. See, they would trick people with lingo. They would say, you should wear a mask, or we recommend you wear a mask. We recommend strongly. You had to look at the verbiage that was on the door, but there was never any mandate. No. And the, but, even the sheriff yeah. says, don't call us for to report uh, people not wearing masks, because yeah. we're not going to respond. Yeah. And if we do respond, we're going to ticket you for wasting our time. That's how it was in my area anyway. Yeah. Well, that was the, the other thing was that, you know, show me where in the Constitution it says, you know, I have to wear that, okay? On my personal property and effects, you know, Amendment 4, you know, 5, okay? It's like, it doesn't say anything about that. And it, it, it says that nobody can make me do that either, you know? So pound sand, bud. And, and, and the next time it's, it's going to come around again, and they're going to come down with all this panic and fear and garbage. And they're going to say, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that and blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess we're going to see what, you know, it's going to separate the men from the boys. Well, the element of fear is what they're going to try to eject. And I believe what they're going to do next is the next, and by the way, they're already planning for this. The next thing they'll do is it'll be something visual. Like last time it was the invisible boogeyman and they had symptoms like, you know, the normal cold or flu. So people were running around. And saying, oh, I got this, I got this. It's like you're also taking a test that's been proven that it's fake or that it's, you know, it's manipulated. It's not accurate. They were testing papayas and goats and Coca-Colas and all kinds of things around the world in different countries and showing how fraudulent that the PCR tests were. And yet they still had people by the strings believing it. They're, and see, this is the thing. It was all online. It was yeah. all you could look it up. It wasn't hiding anywhere. And then you don't even have to go into the fact that they hosted Event 201 uh, three months beforehand. And exactly everything they said in that drill, quote-unquote, is ha exactly how they played it out. Everything from their official response to what the media would say. And I want to be clear. I'm not saying that COVID was fake. I'm saying that it was overhyped for what it was. It's no worse than a flu. I'm not saying it is the flu. There's like, oh, you say th think it's the flu. It's like, no. I'm saying is real. However, a coronavirus is known as a cold. It can be a flu. It can be any kind of respiratory infection. Doesn't mean it has to have a new title on it. So just want to clear that up. Yeah. Then when we were all locked down, people were going around filming their empty hospitals. Yeah, right. It's like, well, where are all the sick people at? There's so many sick people. Where are they? So, you know, the whole thing was just shady. You know, go get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. How many times do you hear that a day? Well, that didn't come until later. 
Um, that was the first year. It was the masks. It was the second year. Then they were trying to get everybody, you know, jabber whacked. And that didn't come right away. So I wouldn't hear it all the time. But I was. No, I take that back. I was actually seeing it on days that I would just have a down day. I would be laying around watching streaming TV or something. And I would see ads for it. And they were constantly pushing it. And I would see the press conferences like, get vaccinated. Which that in itself was creepy. But yeah. It was slogans like better in this together, together at home. Uh, yeah, right. Propaganda, yeah. propaganda concerts, all the celebrities, all the late night talk shows, they were all in on it. Yeah. And then you had those yeah. chasing down people in the store, like, put your mask on. And, you know, just it, it's like and, and if you try to talk to them rationally, it was there was this irrationality that was going on and it was virtue signaling. It became a whole thing about like, I'm better than you. I'm wearing my mask. Oh, look, I got my shot. I'm better than you. Now I have my yellow star. Uh, you don't yeah. get to participate. I do. And it, what it was doing was covering up God's image of us. And it was separating us. And that's what the devil does. He divides. And additionally, if, brother, if you think about it, that's a preview of what's coming in the future. I mean, I saw a video of a couple in California sitting and having coffee at a boardwalk area. And somebody wearing a mask came by and flung co hot coffee right on the girl. I mean, the police got called and they got in trouble, but that's a preview of what's coming in the future. So that's what we were getting uh, set up for. That was a preview of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. It came up, you know, kind of an unexpected way, but in a way, I think it was counterproductive to their cause, too, in a way, because people that can see and that do know and that do read their Bibles can see what this is, you know, and how close we really are to all of it coming down right now you know we're very close i mean not to put anybody in fear or anything but but we are living in dangerous times for christians okay i wouldn't say brother that it's putting people in fear we're preparing people by warning them of yeah. what's coming so they have the time to seek the lord and get ready right. it's it's they the powers that are think they're in control they're the ones trying to put everybody in fear yeah well there are things coming that are, that are going to make people's bowels unloose, you know? I mean, it's going to be pretty hairy, okay? Let's, I, you know, I'm not going to put a shade over the truth of it. it. It's going to be hairy, okay? So that's why he wants us to be prepared, and he's told us beforehand these things, okay? And so if we've read the Bible and we, and we read it discerningly, uh, we know how bad it's going to get. We haven't necessarily ever experienced that, so... Whatever it is we know, we know from him in our dreams or our visions or whatever, or having someone convey it to us with a word and having the Holy Spirit drive it home deep into our person, you know, to where we realize, yeah, ooh, it's going to be, we have to be close to God. We have to be as close to him as we can. That, and that's kind of the whole gist of what uh, I was thinking about this podcast was the main thing is just really get down with the Lord as much as you can now and and be at peace with him. And if, you know, the bullets come tomorrow, then they come. But at least you've done what you can do while you're still on this planet. Because, you know, down the road, once you've launched off into eternity, however method that is, you can't come back and, 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 and fix it. You can't come back and redo it. This is the time. This is our time. This is our moment. This is, this is our time to shine like 
the big light, you know, that he told us about and not be the light you can't put it under a bushel. You got to bring, you know, it's like Jeremiah. He, he was so pent up with this. He had to speak. He had to speak because it's like wine that's been, you know, popping. It's about ready to pop the cork. You have to get it out. So, you know, if the Lord leads you to do that, then do it. I'm looking through our texts uh, from, when was it? I think it was, uh, when did we text? When you first reached out to me said Monday at 9 a.m. Was it just last Monday? I think it was, because, yeah, today's, uh, what's today? Today's Saturday. Or no, today's Friday. I'm sorry. But you said yeah. they're brainwashing for lockdown again, prepping the ground. So what did you see about that? Because we were just talking about that a moment ago. I, didn't, I wanted to address that yeah. before we moved on. Uh, I've been out working on a vehicle, you know, uh, whenever I can squeeze a minute in to work on it. And I, I've been out here working in my shop, and I turned the radio on for a little while, you know. I'm listening to these news broadcasts, and then they have these advertisements, you know, come on in between some of these uh, radio programs or whatever. And I can just pick up, I'm picking up that they're, they're turning this brainwash up again, the same kind of brainwash, you know. It's the same kind of, oh, you know, you can get your, get your this shot or that shot here or there or whatever, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, it, it, they're just, they're, they're, it's like they, they turned it up a notch. They turned up the propaganda a notch. And so I, I can just tell by listening what, what they're talking about. And uh, some of the people, when I'm listening to them talking on some of these talk shows that are on, uh, and I can just tell that they are affected by the brainwash. I can tell by what they're saying, just what they say. And it's sad, but it's al it's alarming at the same time. It's like, well, here we go again. You know, th they're ramping it up because they're going to come up with something that where they're going to have to uh, enforce some new, uh, you know, mandates or whatever they call them. And they're going to change. I mean, they're going to strip us of of. A, of Many more of our whatever liberties we think we still have, they're still going to do it, and people are still going to go along with it just to get along because they're so dependent on uh, what they think is helping them provide, I guess. And that's their paycheck or their job or whatever it is, and, and they don't want to make any waves or lose that ability to, to do these things when they sh they should be trusting God. Yeah, they should realize everything they have, everything they're ever going to have, it comes from the Lord. And, uh, you know, if you lose your job, well, guess what? The Lord's got something lined up for you somewhere down the road. You know, I mean, you, you have to have courage. You have to have the guts to say, no, I'm not going to cross this line. I am not going to do what they say. I am going to take the hit and move on. And, and, and the Lord's got something better for me down the road, you know. Or I'm going to trust in him even if he doesn't. You know, if the barns are empty and the stalls are, and the grass is dry and all this stuff, and I'm going to praise the Lord anyway, you know? I forget where that is, but... Uh, the verse that you're referring to was Habakkuk chapter 3, Habakkuk. and that's verses yeah. 17 through 18. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. There it is. Yeah. 
Now, that's a really good scripture to remember, okay, because it's coming to that. And and people have to understand that everything, their, you know, their sight, their hearing, their breath, their ability to walk, or even if they can't, whatever, communicate, you know, everything, the food they eat, the the air they breathe, the water they drink, it all comes from the Lord. And he brings it. He brings it, you know? I mean, he he can do it. He He's God. <laughs> it's For him, it's a light thing, you know? For him, and that is something that if, if you know, you walk in that and, heck, you know, what can they do to him, you know? Not much. But, you know, you think about this too. They're in such a big hurry to eradicate Jesus Christ from the face of the earth and every Bible and every Christian, right? Well, what are they afraid of? You know? I mean, <laughs> if there was no power to it, if there was no truth to it, if there was nothing to it, then what are they worried about? Right? So that goes to show you where they're really at. Who is their father? You know? Interesting question. It's an interesting way to pose it. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, too, I, I noticed uh, on the military end, you know, um, remember a couple of week, a week ago or so, there was a blurb about a bunch of planes, cargo planes from Russia going to China. I didn't see that, but uh, you can clue us in. Yeah, I heard I heard this. Uh, I saw it. I forget where I saw it exactly, but it might have been uh, Steve Quayle's thing or something, but I saw it somewhere else. But there was a whole bunch of uh, cargo planes, large cargo planes that were flying from Russia to China and then back and making lots of trips, okay? And people were saying something like, well, maybe the the Chinese are bringing uh, a bunch of gear for Putin to deal with Ukraine, right? Well, when I saw that, I, before I heard that, I was looking the other direction. It was more like, wait a minute now. It's more like Russia is sending gear to China, okay? They're sending, I mean, you don't fly a cargo plane, you know, 6,000 miles or 5,000 miles to another country without something in it, okay? It just doesn't make sense. You want to get every bang for your buck you can. And so... What were they taking to China? You know, the, the Russians are involved in the Taiwan thing, okay? The, the invasion of Taiwan is coming. And when it does come, it may not be apparent uh, immediately, but the Russians are heavily involved in that venture with the Chinese. And the Chinese as well are, in, you know, invested in, certain actions that the Russians are involved in in other places like Ukraine and Syria and other other places. Okay, I mean, they're partners in this whole thing. So before you receive and accept anybody's, uh, you know, judgment on what's going on, you know, turn off the volume. Just look at what's happening. Look at visually what is happening. You know, there's planes that are flying to China, okay, and then they're coming back to, to Russia, and then they're going back to China. So there's a lot of stuff going back and forth, and, and it could have been hardware, could have been troops, could have been uh, Spetsnats, could have been who knows what, you know. 
But uh, the Chinese know that once they touch Taiwan, they're going to have the heat of the United States, Japan, uh, the Philippines, and other areas that are, that are nearby um, coming down on them. So whatever move they make against Taiwan is going to have to be decisive. It's going to have to be a done deal. They're not going to do it until they know that they have success wrapped up in a little bag. Okay. So they're thinking far ahead. I mean, they always do. They think way down the road. And so, you know, I know the Russians are involved. I know the Russians are going to be involved in probably some uh, tech type of uh, operations and cutting down communications. Maybe their submarines are going to be cutting cables or whatever, you know, I don't know, but they're going to be involved. And China is also going to be, I mean, this, this whole thing is one giant military op, okay? So they're going to hit Guam. They're going to hit Hawaii, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is going to happen again, you know, December 7th, 1941. Well, those guys that lived 80 years ago, during that day and, and that time after, they had no clue that that was going to happen again. You know, I, I don't think they, it, it even entered their minds, but it is going to happen again. They're going to take Hawaii, and they're going to, t- they're going to hit Guam with everything that they can, and they're going to sink our ships. They're going to sink a lot of big ships, and we're going to hear about it from here hours or maybe a day after the fact. I mean, our news media is in such a cluster right now and so entrenched in this propaganda war against its, our own, their own people, you know, to coerce them into believing this or believing that. But when some serious, heavy-duty, major, gigantic tragedy like that happens, there's going to be some editors in these stations and in these news agencies that are going to say, look, we have to report this. We have to report this, and we have to get on, get on top of it right now, and we have to put out what is actually happening because the fear factor is going to go up like a rocket in the pants of these people, you know? And I think that's going to override any other interest they may have. And so they're going to come out, and they're going to say, look, you know, it's, we're getting reports that we've lost some ships in the South China Sea. We've lost some ships in the Philippine Sea. We've lost some ship, ships. You know, uh, Hawaii is under attack. Guam is under attack. And San Diego is going to be having a, you know, <laughs> they're going to be having a moment. Okay. Those guys in San Diego are relatively far away, but that doesn't mean they're not a target. Okay. And that port is not a target. There's a lot of Navy there, there's a lot of Navy ships there. And so any place there's a Navy ship, you know, Bremerton, Washington, um, San Francisco, Alameda, all those places are going to be going into, you know, for, as far as they're concerned, it's DEFCON 1, man, and they're going to be strapping down and tightening down the, the hatches real tight if they have time. So when, when you're looking at the bigger picture of it all, it's like the time – that is left before that operation begins, it's not very long. And what I'm seeing is movements of this gear and the distraction of the Ukraine thing is sort of like a a smokescreen to cover what the Chinese and the Russians are actually doing. And what they're actually doing is prepping for a larger operation against the United States. You know, Europe 
is, you know, to the Russians, they're looking at that. They, they've got it mapped out. They've got every inch of that place basically memorized. So that is not going to be such a problem for them as the logistic issue of getting everything over here to the United States when the time comes. So they're working their logistic problem. They're working their solutions to those problems in order to take what they want to take in a rapid fashion and weaken our ability to provide any kind of uh, you know, effective resistance against what they're going to do in Europe. Because once we're occupied with problems here, especially with uh, military gear, hardware, logistics, resources, uh, I mean, the, the whole supply chain is already at a rickety uh, state of, of affairs. I mean, it's, it always was a little weird. You know, if you needed a part, it would take a while. The military was kind of slow around the axle to get stuff uh, happening, you know, um, unless you had a really good supply officer and a supply chain, uh, you know, a really tied in bunch of people that you dealt with all the time and, and there weren't any hiccups in the system, then everything went smooth. But if there was some little hiccup, now you're talking about some really big hiccups here, okay? One, a lot of our junk comes from overseas. And the, the food situation is, is in such a state that it's literally going to be hard to find bullets and beans for these guys to use. I mean, it's like, you remember that little uh, dream you had about how the guys were on some plane or something and they were all like kind of downcast and not feeling too good about what they were doing? They were very somber. And I have the dream up on my site for anybody who's interested, but yeah, they were very somber. And I did a podcast on that too. They were very somber. Um, and they looked like a lot of them, they were young, but I saw a mix of people. I saw old men too, older men. Yeah. And I um, think everybody they can, man. Everybody that, like right now that's sort of semi retired. Some of them were crying. <laughs> and, and they looked like they were putting backpacks on them, literally with parachutes, just to like just throw them off the plane. Like here's your yeah. here's your rifle. Go, just go, just go. Yeah, because because they're not going to believe in what they're doing. Partly, you know, and they know that the leadership behind them is, uh, you know, corrupt at best, and not really in, has any interest in in their welfare except to throw them, throw throw them at the problem, and that isn't going to solve the problem. You know, I think deep down these guys are going to know that these guys are know they're just cannon fodder, man. They're just somebody to stick in the gap, you know? Well, I think that's a pretty accurate way of putting it. Cannon fodder, that's exactly what it was like. They were just throwing them off the plane. And it, I don't even think it was men. From what I remember, it was women, too. So they're just going to be throwing everything. And it wasn't even just U.S. troops. I was seeing, I got the impression, like, there were British troops, Australian troops. It was whoever they could pull together because they were losing so many lives. And it was like almost a panic. So, yes, they were just throwing whatever they could and cannon fodder. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you got all this heating up, by the way, it, while there's several distractions going on here. Everyone's concerned, like, they're seeing all this Twitter file dumping stuff. And, you know, this. Yeah. these are all, the way I look at it, either they're trying to stir the public up to get them into a civil war, or it's a distraction from something else. You always want to look where the attention isn't. And it's interesting Elon Musk is doing all this stuff, but then I read a few days ago, he was dumping his Tesla stock. Well, why is he dumping Tesla stock suddenly? That was very reminiscent of what happened just before COVID hit. There were a lot of CEOs resigning and dumping stock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably get ahead to their bunker. 
<laughs> you know, or whatever. Well, that or they know what's going to happen with the market and they're not telling us ahead of time. Yeah. So the whole thing with Taiwan mentioned, um, where did you want to go from here? Because you had also said that there were things, I want to just quote you accurately, what you said. You sent me a picture of a map and you said the map is getting closer to the nuclear scenario. When you sent me that, that's when I said, maybe we need to do a show because we hadn't done one in two and a half months. So when you sent me that, what exactly were you meaning? I mean, I have an idea what you mean, but explain for the listeners. Well, the map was a picture of uh, Ukraine, okay? And it was uh, some of the areas that the Russians have repatriated back into their you know, influence or whatever, made them part of Russia now. So what it was was like four or five different provinces in Ukraine on the eastern side of Ukraine, the southeastern end of Ukraine, the Donbass and all of that up. And then now what I was referring to was uh, this prophecy that Philip Barnett had put out back in 2007 when the Lord showed him what was going to happen to the Ukraine and other things as well with Europe and such. And this is called the Azov Mina prophecy. So you mentioned and, that the last time we did a show back at the beginning of October. Yeah. Have you seen any changes? Is that where you're wanting to get into yeah, on that? I, what I can see is it's coming to pass right before our eyes. And the basic prophecy is this, okay? The Russians are going to take the portion of Ukraine from the Dnieper River eastward, okay? And they're going to seize the cities and occupy the cities in those areas. And it's sort of a crescent shape, okay, on the eastern side of Ukraine. If you're looking at a Ukrainian map or a map of Ukraine, it goes all the way from the Azov Sea up north in a curvature of like a crescent up to the top of Ukraine and into um, Belarus. Belarus, Belarus. Okay. yep. Okay, so in Belarus, portions of Belarus, the eastern portion of Belarus as well is going to be affected, and there's going to be a lot of Russians. There already are a lot of Russians in there right now, which makes me sit up and take notice because this is exactly what Philip was shown is going to happen. And now the Russians are going to start this offensive pretty soon. I imagine at least by the first of the year or shortly after – you know, I mean, they're already launching barrages of uh, ordnance at the infrastructure of Ukraine, you know, squeezing the vice a little tighter on them. They're, I mean, they're taking quite a hit. And, and so they're going to get to the point where they're going to fish or cut bait, but they're not going to cut bait. They're going to they're fish and they're going to come in there with both guns blazing and they're just going to take it. And now what Philip saw in a uh, a dream he was given a dream and this dream was given he he didn't write it down at first and it wasn't until several years later that the lord gave him that dream again and this time he he took notice and he wrote it down it was pages and pages and pages of stuff that the lord showed him and it's still on the internet as far as i know but it's called the azov mina prophecy by pastor philip barnett and he's still around he, he's living in uh, i think he's in oklahoma where his home stomping grounds were. But he spent 25 years over in Ukraine. Um, you know, what a guy, too. I mean, great guy, just great guy. He he started out, you know, doing the missionary thing, and he was thinking he was only going to spend 13 days over there. 
Well, it turned out he ended up spending 25 years over there. You know, he started a bunch of churches over there and stuff. And it was during one of these, uh, you know, crusade things or whatever. He was over there preaching, and the Lord showed him this stuff. And so the Lord told him to go ahead and uh, tell the people what's going on, what's going to be happening in their country. Now, at the time, this was back in 2007, you know, the Russians had not made any overtures toward Ukraine whatsoever. And everybody thought he was crazy for prognosticating this, these events that were going to happen. He said, they were all like, oh, the Russians are never going to come here and this and that, a lot of dust. Well, that's not what the Lord showed him. The Lord showed him that the Russians were going to definitely attack Ukraine and come in. And then he showed him these like mountains. Okay, he was looking, he was sort of somewhere in the middle of Ukraine, uh, south of Kiev, looking east. But he didn't realize he was looking east when he was receiving this vision uh, until later. But he was looking east, and what he saw were these mountains that were shaped like huge missiles. And they had snow on top of them, and they had, you know, water running down them a little bit. But they were shaped like nuclear missiles. And he saw eight of them. They were like in a crescent shape uh, in front of him. Like if you were to spread your arms out, right? Well, everything in front of you, if you marked it off in, in eight positions, that's where these missiles were, were these eight cities, okay, these eight provinces or whatever. And the Lord told him that the United States, okay, was going to launch a nuclear strike against the Russians and hitting the Russians in the Ukraine with all of these weapons and also parts of Russia and parts of Belarus and south toward the Azov Sea. And there was going to be places of refuge for the people to flee to. The Lord showed him two exoduses of Ukrainians leaving Kiev in an evacuation, okay? Wow, and a lot of that's been happening. Yeah. Recently, he came on, he was on uh, Paul and Adrian's uh, off-grid desert farming channel, and he was talking about these visions he had, and he was talking about how the first exodus has already happened. It happened... I think last year or, or earlier this year, when all the people that were leaving Kiev in a big, big hurry, you know, you know, there was just traffic forever. Well, that was the first exodus. When the second exodus happens, it's because the war is pending. I mean, the war is coming. The war has started, and the nuclear part of it starts. So looking at it, it's insane that the United States would do this, but they're going to do it, okay? So they're going to hit... Ukraine with nuclear weapons, and they're going to try to bomb the Russians to the point where the Russians are ineffective anymore. I don't know what their goal is, but what they're really going to do is uh, the Russians are not going to just sit back and take that. Okay. Well, I want to interject for a moment. As we're recording this, I'm on RT.com. By the way, another article Russian arms manufacturer switched to six day working week. I'm sure that's for no reason. Um, I saw something, though. I think it was yesterday, and it said, I, I can't remember who it was, their minister of defense or something, said uh, it's only going to be possible to win this war using nuclear weapons. So it's important to mention that based upon what you're saying. Yeah, well, the, see, but the Russians aren't the ones that started. You know, the Russians are going to absorb this first strike, but only momentarily. I mean, they're, once they get hit, then it's Katie bar the door, man, because they're going to come out with both guns blazing and they're going to hit the United States. So what I'm getting at is, is that I can see the 
the culmination of this occupation of Ukraine by the Russians increasing you know, every day, and it's only a matter of time before the Russians do have control of these portions of Ukraine completely you know, under their control. And at some point, things are going to get so ratty that he said that the Germans were going to become afraid because they can see what's coming. They're going to see that things are getting way out of hand, and they're going to be totally afraid of what is going to happen with Russia. And uh, he said that, that, that the Russians were going to go through Germany like they weren't even there, which means that NATO is going to be in such a state that they won't even be a speed bump, really, to Russia and what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to head all the way to France, man. And the Chinese are going to be with them. The North Koreans, okay? I and believe I saw another article where the Chinese are now. They they officially have announced they're going to join Russia. Yeah. Well, they're, they're with them. And, and they got a lot of troops, man. I mean, the basic military strategy is you go in, you take a place, and then you occupy that place to keep it secure with your troops, and you move on to the next place. And then you take that, and then you occupy it, and you set up your security, and you go down the field like a football. You know, you boom, 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 five yards at a time until you've taken the whole place. And at some point, you might be able to jump and throw a Hail Mary and get 50 yards, you know. And that's kind of how it goes. They're going to drop their paratroopers into Paris. They're going to drop their paratroopers into Hamburg and, and Nuremberg and uh, wherever they, they want to and take, seize, and occupy all the bases that are left and aren't ashes and then orchestrate their administration from there. I mean, that's what they're going to do. And the writing's on the wall, and I think the Europeans are beginning to see what the real end game of this whole deal is. And the Antichrist and his forces are planning their little scenario, but it's not going to go as good for them as they think. The Russians are going to oppose them. The Chinese may go along with them, but the Russians are not going to go along with the Antichrist and his system. One thing the Lord showed Philip was that there was going to be areas of refuge for these people in these countries to go to. And most of these places are in the mountains like the Swiss Alps, and uh, there's a mountain range in Ukraine that's toward the west, the southwest in Ukraine. And a lot of the people that are going to leave Kiev are going to head for those mountains. And uh, he said the people in, Sw in the Switzerland <clears throat> are building and stocking tunnels and areas of places for medical aid for people that are going to be out in the open during this time, and they're going to be flocking to these um semi-safe havens, and the Lord's going to use these people, these places, to protect many, many people from this war that's going to happen. And the war is going to be devastating. I mean, you know, it's going to be a long time before anybody goes back out there in the flats to live, and probably not until Jesus comes back, which, you know, if I had to give a, a, a mad guess about when that is, you know, it's nobody knows a day or hour exactly. But I would say, you know, you're looking at probably um, eight years, maybe eight or nine, maybe seven. Mm, yeah, I would say a little more than that, though, before. Uh, well, that'd be about the length of the tribulation. And we're teetering on the edge of that now. If we're yeah. not if we're not already even in it. Yeah. Well, Philip said there was going to be three different wars, okay? One of them is the 
is World War Three, you know, and it's the they call it the Gog Magog thing or whatever, because the Russians are going to head south and then they're going to head east around the Caspian Sea and they're going to have to fight their way all the way back up into Russia. And there's an area in Russia, a mountain range, okay, where they're going to head. I forget what they call those, the Urals or something, maybe. I don't know. But it's where they've already got a bunch of pre-positioned stuff and whatever. But they're going to go through, I think they're going to go through Syria and Turkey and that area. And they're going to have to fight their way all the way through. And they're going to, they're, they're basically, you know, reorganizing in a way. But they're going to travel around underneath the Caspian Sea and then come back up into Russia, you know, because they have to. Because this war is going to get so bad. You know, that there's areas that are going to be irradiated, I mean, totally irradiated. And uh, whatever army's left after they get bombed, because you're talking about, you know, a lot of nuclear ordnance going off in that area. So it's going to be uh, a dirty business because a lot of that's going to drift east, you know, when the bombs start going off. Now, the area of the map that he showed that was hit in Russia was from Moscow to the south, all the way to the border of whatever's below, uh, directly to the sort of southeast of, of Moscow. That whole area was, was hit. I mean, and I, I would imagine that's a lot of Russia's industrial base, a lot of their military bases and stuff like that. But Russia's going to weather this. They are going to weather this attack, and they are going to launch an attack on the United States and, and elsewhere and occupy this country, as was shown to Chuck Youngbrandt and, and Dmitry Dudeman and others, that is coming. And so when you're looking at the whole big picture now, when you see this, this these actions being taken by, by NATO, these insane, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, please come and beat me up. You know, I mean, good grief is what they're doing. They're sending Patriot missile batteries. They're sending all this hardware and gear and everything else. It's like they're not even trying to conceal what they're doing anymore and somebody's making money but you know at what cost i mean the world's going to a lot of it is going to go up in flames so it's just a, they got a serious case of stupid you know but satan's people. goal is the population you're going to get that done pretty quick well yeah it certainly looks that way that's for sure so going back to the beginning of where we started today <laughs> do you believe that they will do the war before bringing on the Antichrist. Do you, now, when you were talking about the Nephilim, you believe that that has to do with that? Yeah, I, I think that it, a lot of things are going to happen real quick, like, you know, when, when it all starts happening. And I think that really, for the most part, most folks, they're not going to give a, a, a rat's behind about who the Antichrist is at that time. You know what I mean? They're not going to care. They're just going to be looking for somebody that will help them out, you know? It'll come to their aid and nobody's going to be coming for a while, you know, but that's going to give that opportunity for this antichrist to come up and say, Hey, I got the answers, you know, here we'll provide, I, we got this system planned out and here you, all you got to do is worship me <laughs> or whatever. So do you, you, know? be, you don't believe we're in the tribulation? Cause some, I've looked around and I noticed some people believe we are already. What is your take on that? Well, I think when it happens, there'll be no doubt. And for some people, Armageddon happened yesterday. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, you never know, man. You can get hit by a bus. God can take you out 
to, to keep you from having to go through all this garbage, you know? Or we're told to pray that we're worthy to escape yeah. these things coming upon the earth. Yeah, you know, I mean, but on the other hand, he's going to leave some of his soldiers here for sure to keep on banging away at, at people to come on board. That's why he's telling his soldiers to suffer for him now, because yeah, you know, yeah, get yeah, your because, get your get your work done. He calls you home. You don't have to be here. Yeah, I mean, this all stuff is really coming down. It's coming down real quick. I mean, you know, it, it could start tomorrow. I don't know. It could start tomorrow. I mean, things could get ratty. You know, I mean, there have been a, some out there that have seen that this Christmas isn't going to be a happy time for some reason, and. What is it? What's the date today? It is the 16th. We 16th. are officially so an hour and a half away from the 17th. Right. So you're looking at 10 days, maybe nine days or something to Christmas. Okay. And a lot can happen in nine days. And uh, let's say something were to happen. Imagine how people would feel like, let's say if the Chinese did hit Taiwan and we lost 20 ships right off the bat, just like that. Okay, you're talking about 10,000 guys or more that are now dead or drowning or dead or bottom of the ocean, okay, with all those ships. And and that's not counting anybody in Hawaii or Guam or San Diego or, you know, Philippines or whatever. And it'll be an ongoing thing. The reports are going to be coming in, more bad news, more bad news, more bad news, more bad news. And I don't think Biden's up to that. And they're going to take him down and, and put in Kamala. You know, I had a list of like five or six points the Lord had given me. I think it might have even been seven, actually. And I wrote it on a five star uh, five by seven notepad. And I can't find that notepad. It was one of the first notepads I had when I started getting words from the Lord. And one of the things he said to me, and I'll never forget this. This is around the time of the elections in 2020. I got this word because people were all concerned about the election. He said, I'm going to give them what they want. Well, he's given them over to their evil desires, and that's exactly where this country is. But he said there would be scandals, energy scandals, yeah. and we're, we've been seeing that, and we're still seeing that. Then he said Biden, he would be incapacitated. Now, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that he dies or anything like that. It just means that maybe he's removed from power or he steps down from power. Because at some point, he becomes overwhelmed. That's how I'm feeling it's going to happen from what I'm getting. Anything's possible. I'm not going to lean into my own understanding. The word I got was um, he'll be incapacitated. But nothing would surprise me, including starting a war. Yeah, I think, I, I think the chickens are going to come home to roost. And, and whoever's behind the scenes, you know, running the whole thing is going to throw him under the bus. And that'll be the end of that, you know. They're priming that, by the way, right now. I, I saw something earlier. They're going to start investigating uh, his son and his dealings, and they're going to be putting this in the Congress and everything. And uh, that could be the start of that, because when it comes out, all the corruption, when it if that comes out to the American public, because you got to understand, it's like, on one hand, it's a distraction, but on the other hand, America sins, and the sins of its leaders, they're being exposed. And I think it was Steve Quayle. He had gotten a prophecy. It's up on his site. I have to find it. I can't remember, it was in 87 or 1992, he got a prophecy that before America would be allowed to be destroyed in a nuclear attack by China and Russia, the sins of its people and the leaders would be exposed before a holy God. Yes. And if you look at everything, that's happening right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, boy. And, uh, 
it's all orchestrated. It's all planned out. It's all, you know, part of their plan. But that's how they're going to do it, you know. And they're going to put uh, what's her name in there, and she's going to she's going to turn the country upside down, man. She'll be a handover. Well, uh, she's going to be awful. Bit, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be just like Jezebel, man, putting in power. You know, that'll be, that'll be it. All the Jezebels will be coming out of the closet then. She is a Jezebel. Haven't you ever seen the gleam in her eyes? The black beady eyes and the cackle? Yeah. Militant feminazi ladies, you know, or whatever they are. Yeah, it's certainly not normal, but that seems to be the way of things anymore. So before we got on and recorded, you and I spoke to you earlier in the evening, you had said something about something hitting the moon. Did you want to touch on what that was? Because you had been talking about the Nephilim, and then you had said something about that. The powers of be know this thing is coming in, this Nibiru or whatever you want to call it, the destroyer. You know, the Lord's using it, and, and it's his, you know, it's, everything's his. So, but they're going to try to reconstruct the governments in the aftermath of it. So they're all jockeying for position, the best position they can get into before it hits. So that they are st- sitting on top of the hill when it's over. It's kind of, in a nutshell, what's going on. So, you know, but what I saw, this was years ago. I was watching a movie. This guy, Michael Bean Bean or whatever, he he was in it. He played some NASA official or something. I can't remember. But there was this one shot where they showed the moon, and the moon had been hit by some big rock or, or something, and it took a chunk of the moon out of it, right? And I remember when I saw that, it struck me, you know, like, wham, pay attention to that, you know? And I just had this knowing, like, that is going to happen. You know, that is going to happen. And when this thing, whatever, it might be part of the system, the Nibiru system. It won't be necessarily the star itself or, the, you know, whatever they call it, the dark star or whatever. But it'll be a planetary body that's coming along with it that hits the moon and and this may be later on in the tribulation, you know, I don't know. But when it happens, boy, it's just like when Jesus said, men's hearts will go fail them for fear of what they see coming on the earth, all right? Well, if the moon started rapidly approaching the earth because it got hit like a cue ball and it's getting real big in the view screen up there, well, it's going to be kind of spooky. So, yeah, people are going to be, you know, having heart attacks. I mean... I have been asked before why I don't cover that um, too much. And and here's the reason why. Because everything you can try to find on that, it's usually not, you can't find anything reliable. And so I don't usually cover what most would consider fringe topics. But it is in the Bible. Most people don't realize it is in the Bible. But what I'm saying is I haven't been shown anything specifically on it. So that's why I don't address it. There is also a lot of disinformation that's planted, and that's what you have to be careful about. If I were to get a prophecy, well, then, of course, I would touch on it. But aside from Revelation 8, verses 10 through 13, that's really all you have to go on, which I have been studying that more. So you never know. That could change in the future. Yeah, we're fringe, you know. Heck, being a Christian is fringe now. But basically... So the debris field from the moon, a lot of it hits the Earth, okay? I mean, you imagine, you, know, you get a big rock or, or a planetary, a small asteroid or a large asteroid or whatever it is, strikes the moon, and then 
the debris field is going to, you know, spread out in space and the nearest gravitational planetary force next to that is the earth. So it's going to naturally gravitate toward the earth. And at some point that debris field is going to cross through the earth's path and it's going to strike the earth. And so you're going to see, you know, a lot of large meteors and asteroids coming, you know, pieces of the moon basically coming in and hitting wherever, all over the place, you know, and causing a lot of havoc. These powers that be, they, they know it's coming. And that's why, you know, like you just said, there's, there's a lot of disinformation out there about it and all this other stuff. Part of the reason that, that they are uh, spraying all that garbage up in the atmosphere every day, you know, I, if people can't see that, I don't know what to tell them. But you can see how they're spraying these trails across the sky until the point where it obscures the sky and turns it into a cloudy day. It spreads out over the whole plate, you know, I mean, it's incredible. But so I, I think part of the reason they're doing that is to obscure the atmosphere to the point where there are certain things that we're not able to see that are going on out in space. And they're doing their best to keep it from us and to keep the lie going. Well, part of it too is they're they're trying to control the weather. Yeah, there's the all the earthquakes in diverse places taking place, and they're going up in frequency and magnitude all around the world. Yeah, and now well, volcanoes are go multiple volcanoes are going off. Well, guess what? I mean, when you have volcanoes going off and injecting all that into the atmosphere, you're gonna that alone is gonna cause weather patterns to change. Yeah, but then yes. the alibi is, of course, you know, climate change. Yeah. And it's not hard to figure out that's their new world order religion with enslavement. Yeah, well, the, the, the problem with that theory is that it's happening on other planets as well. So there ain't nobody driving on uh, Mars and there ain't nobody driving around on Venus. Yeah, it ain't, know, mom's, ain't mom's minivan or dad's SUV. Yeah, there's no factories pumping garbage out in those planets, but their cores are heating up and their atmospheres are changing and all this weird stuff's happening. So, yeah, climate change. It is climate change, but it's God doing it. <laughs> you know, it's like he's doing it. it he's doing it, and they're trying to keep it from happening. Yeah, well, they're trying to turn it into, into something else. I don't know what. But they're using it for a vehicle to promote their junk, to enact their legislation to basically turn us into slaves. Yep, exactly. And it's working pretty good. But there's coming a time, a point when they won't be able to obscure the truth anymore. And everybody is going to see this thing that's out there in space coming our way. It's going to be huge in the view screen. That, that was something the Lord did show me. And um, I'm not nobody special, man. I just pray, you know, and stuff. And once in a while, he'll download a vision or something to me. And this was huge. You know, it was, I mean, I was looking up in the sky, right? The atmosphere, it was daytime, and, and the atmosphere, the sky was blue, okay? And this large, huge planet was very close to the Earth. I mean, really close, because it was so gigantic. And it, you could see it moving, literally, you could see it moving. I was looking at it, and it moved from my left to my right. And you could see the, the shadow, it's, you know, where the sun wasn't hitting it. And you could see it like, it like it was going through the atmosphere, but it wasn't. It was it just looked that way. But, but it was so uh, immense, you know, 
I mean, it was like, gosh, how can a planet be so close to the Earth and not cause more havoc, you know? I mean, I wasn't aware of any havoc going on at the time when I saw that. All I saw was that just going by. The North Pole has been moving for years. I don't know if most people know that. Yeah, well, I have a feeling it's going to shift, man. When it does, you know, the the beach is not going to be a place to be. So people that live on the coast, you know, I don't know. It's not going to be good. Well, they've been repainting the runways at several airports as a result, too. Yeah. That started coming out, I think, around 2014 or so. They're repaving the runways? Not repaving. They're repainting them due to coordinates because the coordinates are changing because of the shift. Right. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that where they've had to adjust their uh, internal direction finding mechanism, whatever that is, in their planes all the time. They have to readjust them all the time. That's not hidden. Anybody can search that. Um, One such airport that did it was Tampa International in Florida. They did it. Yeah. And I think there were a few others in other places around the world. Yeah. Well, this, you know, this planetary thing has come by before, but I don't think it's come by quite as uh, close. And it's causing a lot more violent reaction within the Earth as a result. So that's that's the reason for a lot of what's going on. It's it's just the effects of this thing that coming by. It's messing with the gravitational field. And then you have to wonder why are they finding the magnetics in uh, this jab? What's that about? Yeah. And this is the thing. It's like you, once you start digging, it's like it's just how deep that rabbit hole goes. And you see, you find videos of it. It's like if we're not making this up. You can actually find stuff on it. If you look around, if you look deep enough, you can find it. It's not hidden. Yeah. It's not classified. Yeah. It's up on video sharing yeah. sites. Evidently, I've read where there there is these like you might say pods or nodules or something, nano nodules or whatever. And they're sort of like nesting in these bodies of these people. Well, people, and, they've, they've shown clots, these huge clots being removed yeah, 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 that are nano-assembled. Oh, gosh, man. It's just sick. And it's like, no wonder they have heart attacks, you know? I mean, how can your heart pump through that garbage? So, but it's like these, these, other, little, these other little nodules that are growing inside these people and reproducing, okay? When they get activated, and they're going to be activated by a certain frequency. When they get activated, they are going to bust open and then travel throughout these people's bodies, and then, you know, turning these people into Borg or whatever you want to call them. But that's kind of what I, how I look at it, is they're like the Borg. You know, they don't even know it, but all of a sudden, boom, now they're, they're part of the collective. And so they, they'll do whatever their program says to do. And, and it, yeah, it's in the brave new world we live in, anyway. That could be another reason why many people who don't see what's happening, because I've even heard from listeners, brother, where they've told me, like, it seems like I tell people around me and they still just shoo it off and they pretend everything's fine and nothing's going on. And it's like, no, I've been noticing now for at least a year, behavior is changing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people, animals too, animals are being affected, you know, by these changes too. You know, I mean... Did you see any of where, where some of those video of uh, sheep and doing these circles, you know? I didn't see that, but there's been times yeah. my dogs have had just ridiculous amounts of anxiety. Like they hear something, and I don't know what they're hearing. Yeah. I don't know. I, every once in a while, I pick up a high-frequency, like, whine, you know? I've had that. I've, I've heard that. Yeah. 
And I and it's not because my ears are ringing because I have high blood pressure. And no, like it's not tinnitus. It's there for like maybe ten seconds at the most, and yeah. then it, it's gone as quickly as it was there. It's like a yeah, pin. It's it, like a pin needle sound. I, it's hard to explain. I think you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just a whine. It's like a high whine. But um, my hearing, I have really good hearing. I was fortunate. And I've always protected my ears at work with earplugs and stuff. So my hearing is really good. In fact, I had a, a guy in the military. I, w- I went in for a hearing test, you know, and, and he he couldn't believe I was hearing the frequencies I was hearing in the booth. You know, they, they put you in a booth, a soundproof booth, and they put these headphones on you. And then they say, okay, every time you hear something, hit the button, you know. So I did, and then, and then I got out of the booth, and the guy would look at me, and he goes, man, you got some good hearing. And I was like, well, good, you know, great. I haven't had mine checked in years, but last I checked, it was good, and I, I don't notice any difference. Yeah. But this is different. It, I mean, this is like, it sounds like it's it's almost like an electronic. Like a, yeah. It's like a tone between 15 and 16,000 kilohertz. Exactly. It's, it's like a radio... Like if you're playing with a radio, the old radios, you know, and, and you, you hear that little high pitch going on, and it goes back and forth, you know, it's something like that. I don't know. They're messing with our heads or trying to mess with our emotions. And they've been working on that kind of stuff, you know, in, in labs. We need to be pleading stuff. the blood of Jesus as much as possible. Yeah, right. Because that, he's the only thing that's going to protect us from that garbage. That's why it's important, you know, to... Uh, you know, avoid their garbage. Just avoid it. And pray over your food because they're putting crap in the food too. So pray over your food and whatever you're eating. If you're going out to eat at McDonald's, you know, well, you better think twice about getting that cheeseburger and pray. If you have to, you know, pray. It. I mean, ugh. I've heard things, man. They're not good. I, I don't know if I want to go there, but. No, I don't think, I think we've taken it far enough today. It's going to be a lot for people <laughs> to digest. I'm going to have to listen to this. One or two times, oh, yeah. and I might even clip it into two parts. Um, did you have the Arctic, the Antarctic? What's going on down in the Antarctic? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Go over that really quick. Well, I, I guess a month, three months ago, two, four, five months ago, or something like that. The Lord had me look into uh, the Antarctic and the history of Admiral Byrd and all that. You know, a little deeper, and I ordered Quail's book and and read it. You know. Uh, Empire beneath the ice, and and uh, and I knew my dad used to talk about Admiral Byrd to me when I was younger, because uh, he was of that era, you know. He was he was uh, even before because he was into airplanes and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, naturally, you know, a lot of that rubbed off on me. So he talked to me about Admiral Byrd and, and how he was an explorer, and he, and he went to and, and Perry, who went to the North Pole, I think. And, you know, the whole story with the USS Nautilus and how it went to the North Pole and all that jazz. But I knew there was more to the story with, with Bird than met the eye. And, and when I read Steve's book, Steve Quayle's book, uh, it, just, it just reinforced all that because I, I, I knew it was something like that. And, uh, and I knew that they were they're doing bad things down there, you know. And in the book of uh, Enoch, if anybody's not read the book of Enoch, I highly suggest you do. It's not in the Bible, but it is something that the early Christians were able to read. It was it was out there in the book of Jasher, but um, and it's mentioned in the Bible. But anyway, so Enoch, 
was given this uh, tour of some of these places where some of these fallen angels were in, you know, bonded in chains, okay, and locked up for later, later days until the last days. And they, they were going to be released or whatever for a while. But one of the places he describes, it's exactly what was described in one of Bird's descriptions of some of the terrain down there in, in the Antarctic. And there's something not good going on down there. And um, it has to do with this whole deception, with the with the aliens coming and all this garbage. And um, I mean, there's there's some reason why a lot of the world leaders went down there a few years back. They all went down there. And, you know, there was a whole slew of uh, college girls that were sent down there. And they were of college age and they were all healthy, okay? And they were screened to be that way, you know? And why were they sent down there? You know, what are they doing down there? Well, it's not good what they're doing. I know that. And uh, it's going to come, it's going to come back around. So uh, if you got any information on that, and I I saw a thing on uh, Dave Hodges' uh, website just recently where he was looking into looking into that. And I don't know if he knows, I know he knows Steve Quayle, but cause I've heard him on, what was that other fellow's name? Hagman. Hagman. Yeah. I, he was on, he was on a couple of Hagman shows. And so I know they all know each other. And I, I don't know if Dave is hip to everything that Steve has covered. I, in, I, in his... I stopped following Dave. He started getting a little bit strange. Um, I actually removed his link from my website. You know, I'm not saying everything he covers is wrong, but it's like Hal Turner. You got to be cautious because some of the things it's like, well, unless you can kind of verify it, you do got to be careful. You got to have discernment with anything and take and you should take everything to prayer. Anything you hear us even talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, take it to prayer. Yeah. Obviously, many rounds is talking about things that he's seen and I'm talking about things I've seen and what I've discerned and what I've been given. But if you're struggling with any of this, you know. And that's another thing. When people are faced with such an insane amount of download truth, it's like it's hard to digest all that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And but we don't we don't even go into the nitty gritty of everything. I know. But there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, people have to get up to speed about what is really ha- truly happening around them. And, and if we don't tell them who's going to, you know, they can crunch it themselves and figure out and read their Bibles and compare what the scriptures say, and they can read it themselves, you know? I mean, it's there, but they just have to read it, and they have to pray about it, pray over it. Well, it this is why the Lord is sending his people out across nations, because many of the mainstream churches are not doing what they're supposed to do. And the main yeah. bottom line is repent, repent and seek his face, because none of what we're talking about today is going to matter if your heart's not right with God. No. That's exactly right. It's like I said, for some people, Armageddon was yesterday, you know? And so the main thing is just like what the main gist of what I was getting really was, um, you know, make your peace with the Lord. Um, Make your peace with folks around you you if you have to do that. And be kind, be good, be loving to your spouse. Um, 
you know, and your children and, and your, and your grandparents. Be loving to your brethren, the real brethren. brethren. Yeah. Because these days aren't going to last forever. And you're going to be standing, you know, on the other side of eternity, looking back going, gosh, I could have done this. or I could have done that, or I shouldn't have done this. You know, I try to screen my own self that way during the day. You know, did I yell too loud at my dog or did I, you know, what did I do something stupid? When you review the day, you look at your day, you know, and you go, gosh, I did that right. I did that right. But I, I didn't do that right. And I, I should have done better on that. And, you know, I mean, you know, just review your life and go, gosh, you know, I need to improve on that. Help me, Lord. Help me figure that out so I can do better, you know, that I'm not a jerk, you know, or whatever. It's a process. So we have to keep at it. We have to be doggedly determined to do the good thing and to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Because that's, that's a heavy, heavy thing. You know, every one of us that's a believer in Jesus Christ is going to answer to him for those things that we did in front of others or at others or with others that may not have met with his good housekeeping seal of approval. So just keep yourself recalibrating your good bad meter. Amen. So many rounds closing thoughts. Um, what was the final thought you wanted to tell everybody in conclusion to today's show? Whatever you've been putting off or whatever, do it now. You know, make your amends with people now because you're not going to get a chance to do it later. And get as close to God as you can right now. Because whatever's coming down, it's going to come down real hard and real fast and real sudden-like. And there's going to be no do-overs. So just get it straight now and, and get as close to God as you can. And, uh, you know, don't believe everything you hear out there, especially from uh, – you know, official sources or whatever, and ask God for discernment and for his guidance as to what you need to do, because for all of us, it's going to be different. And as far as like on the, uh, on the Azov Mina thing, it would be good to look at that uh, prophecy. It's about two hours long, but it's well worth every minute because it lays out exactly what's happening right in front of our eyes over there in Ukraine. And gauging by what I see happening. We have as long as it's going to take the Russians to get control of that whole area in the eastern side of Ukraine. When they have control of that whole area, look out because that's when all this other stuff is going to come down. So, and that is rapidly uh, escalating. Yeah. And pray for your folks in the Navy. If you have any people that you know that are in the Navy or the military and you know they know the Lord or whatever, pray for them. And if they don't, pray for them. And, uh, but and pray for our troops in general, because they're being thrown under the bus. And uh, keep your eyes on uh, what's going on in the in the Pacific. Excellent you know, advice. If, yeah, if you live in Hawaii and you're hearing this, you know I would I would be in deep prayer about that, because uh, you know Hawaii is a ways off from the mainland, and China remembers World War II in Japan. Okay. What is your take on Alaska, too, by the way? Alaska? Well, yeah. they're going to get taken. Russia's going to roll through there when the time comes. And uh, we have military places out there, but I guess they're going to get overrun or whatever. But it's going to be hard to project any uh, protection for them up there, especially with the shortages and stuff that are coming down. And, and the fact that we're going to be hit 
you know, from all different directions, all sort of at the same time. So there's some areas that are just going to be left on their own, you know? Well, many rounds, it's been great having you on today. And thank you for your advice and conclusions and input on everything. Well, thanks for having me on, brother. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, thrill for out there for me too, and you too. And, you know, because right now we, we have each other right now, you know, and the time may come when we won't be able to communicate with each other, but you can always communicate through prayer to your loved ones. Amen. And for everybody who doesn't know Many Rounds, he is on uh, YouTube. You can find him under Many Rounds, all one word. And then his website is Fellowship of the Fortified Tower. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that concludes today's podcast. Jesus bless you. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there and stay vigilant, everyone.